0: an easy linear path but to me it just felt like it's just what what I know and so um what most people don't quite grasp is that it wasn't like I was homeless for a few weeks because I was chasing my dream and you know I'll do anything I can for it it was it was years and years of housing insecurity So sometimes I would have a place and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would be sleeping on somebody's couch or, you know, sharing a hotel room with my mom or whatever the case may be. But that lasted a very long time. And it also at 35, I found myself well sorry, 34, I found myself sleeping on the floor of the San Francisco airport.
1: Welcome to Women's CEO in Reflection. I am Bridget L. Smith, and it is my honor to be your guest host this week. In my 20s, I worked in television news, hosted a popular talk show, and started my first company. In my 30s, I transitioned into tech and landed at Google. And now I'm in the third act of my life, where I'm called a super angel, investing in venture capital firms, startups, private equity, and alternative assets. This week, I have an amazing lineup of guests for this podcast. They range from trailblazing investors, private equity disruptors, venture capitalists, and diverse female founders. Together, we will explore their journey, pivotal moments, and how they focus on self-care along the way. My first guest is the one and the only Arlen Hamilton. Oh my goodness, Uh, this is a moment for me. I have been following Arlen for at least, probably three years now. So having met her for the first time in person was truly um, a moment. So we'll talk about that in a second, but let me do a proper introduction. Arlen is the founder of Backstage Capital, founder at HireRunner.co, author of two books, a venture catalyst, a serial entrepreneur, and a prolific speaker. What has she not done? She founded Backstage Capital in 2015 to invest in founders who are people of color, women, and or LGBTQ. To date, Backstage has raised nearly $30 million and invested in 200 startups led by underestimated founders. Arlen is also a limited partner in 27 27 funds. She published her first book, It's About Damn Time, in 2020, detailing her journey from homelessness to becoming a highly recognized and respected venture capital trailblazer. She also hosts the popular podcast Your First Million. Her latest book, Your First Million: Why You Don't Have to uh, to be born into a legacy of wealth to leave one behind, will be available January 2nd. I have already pre-purchased my copy. And if you subscribe to Fast Company magazine like me, Then you saw her make history in 2018 as the first non-celebrity Black woman to ever grace the cover. Welcome to the stage, Miss Arlen. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm happy to be here.
1: Yes, yes. So, as I said, this is a bucket list item for me. Um, you didn't know it before we met, but yes, you were on my radar for a long time, my love. So it is an honor to have a conversation with you. We're going to focus in on a few touch points of your life. We, we, 30 minutes is such a short time frame to really dig in, but um, I'm hoping that we can just touch on a few highlights for the listeners today. So um, let's talk and talk about your early life. Where were you born? I'm here in my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, and so I'm curious about where you started. Where are your roots? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I was born in Jackson, Mississippi, which is where my mother grew up and where uh, all of her family still lives. And I was raised from very early in Dallas, Texas. Where mm. my mother and my brother, his children all live today. So Dallas is feels like home because I was raised there and um went to the same school, same school district or school uh, from kindergarten through twelfth grade,
1: so that felt like home. Oh my goodness. Well, you're a Southern girl. Say that again? I said, you're a Southern girl. I'm a
0: Southern girl. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yes. All day long. Yes, Yes, I love it. I love it. And so I was just starting to read your book. I've got my copy here. It's about damn time. And I was just sharing before we started that, you know, sometimes I buy a lot of books. There's a lot of books out there that I want to absorb and learn. When I started reading yours on page one, I realized this is not a, a book I can skim. This is a serious book Mm -hmm. uh, that requires some dedicated time. So one of the things that you talk about in the early pages of your book is your homelessness. Mm -hmm. And I know you you probably talk about this a lot on a lot of stages, but just to set the table, because you have reached such pivotal heights in your personal and your career journey. So I am personally just curious about how does one um, come up out of that situation, um, to even just turn the, turn the table, turn the, turn the tables around and Mm -hmm. start to climb up out of there to reach where you are today. How did you do that? Where did you start?
0: Ooh, well, that's why I have two books, you know, because it, it isn't, it isn't an easy linear path, but to me, it just felt like it's just what, what I know. And so, um, what most people don't quite grasp is that, it wasn't like I was homeless for a few weeks because I was chasing my dream and you know I'll do every, anything I can for it. It was it was years and years of housing insecurity. So sometimes I would have a place and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would be sleeping on somebody's couch or you know sharing a hotel room with my mom or whatever the case may be, but that lasted a very long time and it also at 35 I found myself, well sorry, 34 I found myself sleeping on the floor of the San Francisco airport um, because it had gotten, it had not gotten better. It only had, you know, deteriorated from where I was. But I remember even then, like during all of that, every day I'd wake up and I would say two things. One is, I'm going to learn something today because they can't take that from me. You know, Mm -hmm. they cannot take away what knowledge you have and what you pick up and it's you can do that from wherever you are and can learn something so that was really it kind of gave me a little autonomy in a world where I didn't feel I had much control and the second thing I was working on in those in my 30s was I want to start this fund for underrepresented founders today we say underestimated and it was something that I felt was calling to me rather than me chasing. And so it was like an inevitable thing. So I just woke up every day thinking, if I pull this off, this will be big. So many people will benefit from this. It'll change things. And so it, I don't think I would have been able to keep going. And you know this for all the work that you do. You know what it's like to, it's not just a um, hobby. It's not just something you want to do for a vanity reasons it is a uh it is a calling and it is also like the work that you do the way I see you working is like it's not just incremental change because we don't have time for that it's just like this bold new way and when you have when you're working on something like that you kind of you you kind of have to put the other stuff to the side and say these are my current circumstances But we got to we got to act and talk and be like we're already there. And that's where I was.
1: I have to say, you know, as I listen to you talk, I can hear the servant in you. Mm -hmm. I hear the servitude in you, the fact that you're in in um, a situation that's not ideal and you're still thinking about others first. So Mm -hmm. that's the thread. And Mm -hmm. I think that's. my love, we just met in yeah. person in real life. But when we did, it was, um, have you ever met somebody in real life and you just don't want to leave? You oh. know, you don't want to be stalker type of person and you don't yeah. want to be weird about it. Yeah. But you like, there's something there because there's so much synergy. Mm-hmm. There's so much um, like-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And I knew that about you before you knew who I was. Yeah. And so to hear you talk, mm it's just reinforcing um reinforcing that this this is a moment for me and hopefully a relationship for us, yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yes. I mean, I don't I don't know many people who are uprooting the systems in the way that the two of us are, and that's probably the kinship that you're seeing is is the there are many ways to do this, and there should be. There's the corporate way to do it. There's the prim and proper way to do it. And then there's the, like, set the world on fire way that has to happen outside of those mm-hmm. gates
1: in order for the rest to work. I'm trying to burn the building down. Yeah, uh, yeah. The building needs to come down. So yeah. yes, we're on the same page there. You're a serial entrepreneur like me. So mm-hmm. I've, I've only built uh, one company and now I'm on my second and third company. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I read your bio, i was like how many companies has she built because there was a long list so mm-hmm. i'm curious how how you know again we're 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 trying to bring the listeners through your journey the pivotal moments in your life to, to 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 kind of root who you are and how you are and why you are even so so as you're 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 in the san francisco airport you have this mindset of of servitude this mindset of changing the world and pulling this you know, impossible thing off, which clearly it worked. Um, And I know things are not linear. I know that things behind the scenes are always tougher than they appear, Uh, but you pull it off. And so the companies that came after that kind of, how did they evolve?
0: Oh, so for instance, uh, hirerunner.co, twenty. 2017, I started literally whiteboarding this. There's a picture of me whiteboarding this idea Mm -hmm. because 2017 would have been about two years into having a portfolio, probably 20 or so companies at that time where I said, well, the very first thing that people ask me after they get an investment is can I have some more money or can I have some, (laughs) you know, the second thing is, can you help me hire and so at, at 27 in 2017, I thought I want to provide something that matches. I'm really good at matchmaking in different ways. And I want to match people who are looking for work and then the, the companies that need them. And it was just a little bit ahead of its time. And also not only was it ahead of its time, but it was ahead of my time. It was, I needed to do a lot more backstage to have all the things that I needed to in order for this to really work. So back in 2021, fast forward to 2021. I am looking back at years and years at backstage, and I'm saying, I think I have earned the right to now do this. I think that I am in a position where I can, been through the ringer, I think I can do this. So I um, I launched, I bootstrapped for the first few months because that's what I preach, so I wanted to definitely practice that. Bootstrapped, then ended up raising once I got the company in a position where I felt it was worth more which is why I recommend bootstrapping and uh, launched it, have pivoted once, have a, have another, so a third iteration of it coming out next year. And uh, it's, you know, it's doing the thing that I wanted it to do. And I think there's a breakout moment happening uh, coming up in the next six months. I think there's a breakout moment for it. That's going to be very special. And so something like that, I just make sure that I'm super aligned with everything that I'm doing so that it's not pulling me in all different
1: directions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm intentionally not asking you a few questions that have popped up in my brain because I want people to buy the book. It's yeah. about damn time. I is want them to buy the time? book because I, I could dig deep into how did you get that first dollar yep. to, end, to, to then transition to get to the point where you can build a portfolio. Yeah. That is a huge leap, my love. But yeah. I don't, I don't want to give it away. I want them to buy the book because I... How many pages is this book? This oh. book... <laughs> my goodness, this book, because I'm telling you, this is this is my new book. This it's is 247 pages. So read all 247 and then come back and ask some new questions. Yeah. Okay. And Everybody who's the, listening the, and watching.
0: The audio version too. I read the audio. Yes, I started different. listening to that on Amazon. I said, oh my yeah. god,
1: I can't. Either I'm gonna read the book or listen to her voice. If I listen to her voice, I'm not I'm probably gonna be listening, but I'm not gonna be taking notes. That's I right, said, that's, right. that's right. That's <laughs> right
0: yeah so if if you're wondering it's about damn time is the first book and it's it's a memoir inspirational it's also a guide and then your first million is the entrepreneur's guide it's mm-hmm. what happens next now that we know the information from the first one what and hopefully the first book it's about damn time helps you see yourself a lot i think you have to tell me after you complete it because mm-hmm. um what i hear from people over the past three years is that they thought they were reading a book about me, but it turned out they were reading a book about themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Self reflection, one mm-hmm. hundred percent. This 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 podcast is all about reflection. Mm. I, I wanted to ask before we go um into the question that popped in my brain. You talk about in the next six months, like you you dropped a gym and then you walked away from it. I want to mm-hmm. go back to that gym. You talk you talked about in the next six months something big is going to happen. I have a question: Is it your first million live or is it something different?
0: It's okay. So it's a little bit of both. So what I was referring to there was at higher runner, I think there will be an inflection point for, for higher runner in six months because I know what I'm working on. However, part of that inflection point does have to do with your first million live because of the way that I have, like I said before, I align everything. So you better believe Higher Runner is being represented at Your First Million Live, which happens April 9th through the 12th, 2024 in LA. And uh, so many things are tied together. For instance, the sponsors of Your First Million Live, are all they all become uh, enterprise customers of Hire Runner so that they can get started on recruiting from our networks right away. And we can get some people booked and, and get gigs, right? That's really important. So we don't have to wait until the event for them to walk up to the booth and and hopefully get an interview. Um, And then it will be represented there where you can um, uh, apply for jobs. You can see what's gigging and and what's, what's up. And, and then there's, uh, there's something special that we're working on behind the scenes that we will announce at the event. That's a higher runner announcement. Mm
1: -hmm. And just so you know, um, so I met you, I must've met you on October the 1st because that's the day I bought my ticket (laughs) To your first million dot live, I bought my ticket that day. Uh, I was I went back to my hotel room. We were at a conference, and I think we're in San Diego. I want to say, yeah, we're in in Carlsbad. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes, we were in Carlsbad, California, and uh, we met. And I met your 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 mom. I bought her. I have her glasses here. I was going to put them. I was going to put them on today, but it's a little bit too much with my. Oh, I love it. Yes, Yes. But I said, I've got to, I've got to be wherever Arlen is because she is, she is everything you touch. It's just, it, it, uh, it becomes something magnificent and it's all for the greater good of others. And so I went and I bought my ticket right the day I met you.
0: Amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You'll be there. It's 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 shaping up to be very special. You can go to yourfirstmillion.live, um, to, to check out more information about it. It's really, really shaping up to be special.
1: Yes, it, it, it's already special. I'm excited. Uh and you and you haven't even announced all the big things that you no. that you teased us about, right? Yes. But I already know it's going to be major. Well, let, let's transition if we if you don't mind to self-care. Mm. And how do you take care of you in um the world we live in of venture capital and investing, innovation, and the 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 fast, rapid pace of tech. It's it's relentless. So um it's a 24 hours when, when we're asleep it still moves so how do mm-hmm. you take care of you in the midst of all of that
0: well speaking of that i don't uh trade in fomo i don't uh um, let myself feel fomo fear of missing out and that is a huge piece of self-care and it wasn't always that way but in the last few years i realized oh there is no way to be everywhere at once there's no way to be you know with the cool kids all the time. And when you go to these VIP events, there's always a VVIP area. And there's always a list you didn't know about. And there's always an after thing. And there's that. And I just said, I don't want to trade in that anymore. It doesn't have any effect on me anymore. That has been incredibly powerful for my life and my state of being and my mental health is wherever Mm -hmm. I am, that is the after party. That is it right Mm. the best place to be and wherever you are that is the best place to be so that's a big Mm. part i also have full control now of my schedule i i mean i still have days i had two this week i still have days where i'm packed with with calls but the difference between now and a couple of years ago and the past is that those calls every single one of them i want to have rather than i have to have and I took control of my schedule, I took control of it. And that's a big deal you, it, because no matter how hard you try, you're not going to please everyone. Not everyone's going to be happy with you. Not everyone's going to feel like they got enough of your space, of your of your uh, attention. So if that's the case, no matter what you do, might as well um, put things in a way, schedule things in a way that you feel you're okay. So that you can um you can operate at, at the standard that you want to. Uh it's really important to me that either Saturday or Sunday is just completely off. Completely off. And the other day is usually just catching up on emails and also just learning. Just learning. I'll spend hours on the weekends just like taking a course or some sort of certification or you know, watching three documentaries in a row. I will use that time to really just same thing I was doing when I was homeless is I'm going to learn today. Mm. And and that to mm. me, kind of that through line, it's like that's the control. So it's a lot about the theme is the autonomy of being grown and for not forgetting that we're grown. Let's not let's
1: not forget that we get to decide. Mm, i think you're starting to preach right now i was going to ask you what does a rest day look like for real you're preaching right now so um and and to eat honey let's go for a walk honey let's go ride the bike he literally because there's always you know oh let me just do a couple more emails let me um You know, uh, there's this one thing I clicked on. I didn't have a chance to read it. And so there's always that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just curious when you when you do fully turn it off and you do fully turn it off. One of those two days that you mentioned, what does that really look like for you?
0: Usually it's me. uh, Usually I've made it because I'm home. I usually I'm home on the weekends, which is cool. I travel quite a bit. But most days, most weeks, I'm home on weekends. And if I'm not, it means that I'm probably somewhere for a couple of weeks at a time. So I still can do this, which is like I'm glued to that couch. That couch. I'm wearing the most comfortable sweatpants, the most comfortable loungewear. I'm glued to the couch. It's just like this uh, a cornucopia of food available. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to snack. <laughs> I'm going to graze all day, and I'm just wa- I'm I'm watching stuff on TV. I'm watching movies. You know, I watched like Extraction 2 on Netflix the other weekend. I'm like, yes, I will do because I don't have to think. I don't have to think about it. She's going to watch it, have my popcorn, chill. And my wife is incredibly aligned on that. And she takes really good care of herself. And so when she, because she takes such good care of herself, she understands and and, and champions me taking good care of myself. So yesterday we we went on there. We have a rooftop area in our in our apartment uh, that overlooks LA, and we just went up there and watched the sunset and just talk, talked about our day and you know it was just wonderful. But it was that you know forty five minutes of this belongs to us, and that's kind of how how we we
1: operate. Yes, yes, I'm feeling zen just hearing your zenness. <laughs> yeah, I mean just hearing I am. You talk. You know, I have had people.
0: I had a good friend of mine who's known me since I was fifteen. One day, she said to me, "You do more before noon than most people do in a week." And I know that I'm good. I'm, when I'm on days that I'm on, which is most days, I am executing. Things are happening. I'm doing deals. I'm making investments. I'm impacting people. I'm doing all the things. I'm messing up. I'm I'm failing. I'm doing all the things. And so I don't have to do that seven days a week. And I wouldn't be able to do it seven days a week. If I tried to do at that level that I'm playing at, you know, think of it as an athlete or some sort of something. If if trying to do this at seven days a week, it just would not work. So I'd rather spend that time, let's call it three or four days a week where I'm just like at a hundred plus. And the other time is like, what can I learn? What can I sharpen? How can Mm I completely rest? And sometimes Mm -hmm. on those, Mm -hmm. by the way, on those weekends, it also includes, I will take two or three naps. Mm-hmm. Just some day grown naps. Just say hey, it's an hour, has gone past. I'm so, I'll get a little heat pad, put on my stomach, go to sleep. Just right now, just go get you some sweatpants. A size too big. <laughs> That's the habit.
1: <laughs> I keep growing. So yeah, my pants, they keep growing with me. So I have plenty of those. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I cannot wait to re-listen. I'm such a huge fan. Um, I cannot wait to re-listen to all of this because I'm 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 focused in on right now on every word you speak, but I've taken no notes and mm-hmm. I wanna listen to this podcast just so I can take notes. Because as yeah. you said, giving yourself permission to slow down, giving yourself permission to control your own calendar. When I worked at Google, I had they assigned me an executive uh, business partner mm. and that person was managing my calendar and I lost I lost all control. Mm. And it was an unusual feeling for me to have somebody else put things pop up on my calendar that I didn't know what they what it was or I, you know, I had to prepare, but then that was it was switching and, and mm. so I was just always in the response state. I yeah. was always responding. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't strategic. I wasn't thoughtful. And I hated it. I hated every moment. And uh, and I went through uh, uh, maybe four of those individuals because none of and I kept saying, don't do this. You know, this is my time. Mm-hmm. And they would still overlap. Mm-hmm. So everything you said is so spot on, Arlen, that um, it, it sounds, you know, maybe not so important, but it's hugely important because your time is, you can never get it back. And so yeah. to fill it up with things that other people want you to do is is serves no purpose. Yeah.
0: And I I also think there's a you know there's a path. I needed to do that at 35, 36 when I was just launching the fund and I just had the the first investments and investors because I needed to meet with everybody I could to see what I could make happen. I needed to do that but then every year I started noticing there is a point in every year I get real burnout and I crash Mm -hmm. and so to go from that you know doing it and crashing to being like oh it's all spread and I'm zen that's a whole process it takes years to get there so it's like if you are early in the game you, 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 this is why you're not going to go and retire right now. You're not going to go and put your feet up. You're going to, you're going to go right. Harden the paint as it were, but you're not, but knowing that the goal is to put yourself in a position where you don't have to do that. And also mm-hmm. don't get to the point where you're cr- you're going to crash mm-hmm. because that, mm-hmm. you know, that takes you out of the game. That's like getting mm-hmm. an injury. I don't know why I'm doing all mm-hmm. these sports, values, but it's like getting mm-hmm. an injury. Mm-hmm. It'll take you out for months. You don't want to do yes. that. So you want to, you want to go out there and you want to, you know, I, that's why I do things in sprints. I do things in sprints. I know I can go, I have a very particular thing I need to do. So for the next 30 days, it's on, it's on. Mm-hmm. Deal with that week, mm-hmm. with that weekend day, cause I'm grown, <laughs> but I'm gonna go. And then I'm going to back up a little bit and maybe I'll go and, you know, get the fruits of the labor a little bit and the fruits of the labor is also meeting people it's also going and speaking places it's Mm -hmm. work but it's also fruit of the labor because you get to like talk to people who you've affected Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a a process there's a process kind of check out the books both of them it's about damn time in your first million um yeah available in pre-order and i i definitely it paints the picture
1: yeah for sure well, like I said, um I know our time together is up and you have to move on to your another your next intentional call. That's right. I've got to move on to my next intentional call. But um I, I all I can say is um thank you is not enough. You mm-hmm. gifted us with so much information. Um only when I look back on today, maybe a year from now, let's say, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see where you are and hey. to see where I am. Twelve Amen. months from now, That's because we will elevate it. Elevated. We will have served so many more founders and people along the way. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. As you've stated, please, please purchase her books. Um, she's got two. the, the, the you know you we watched the podcast if you missed the name of her, but yes. Google her name. She is everywhere. As she says, she does things in sprints. Yes. So um, yes. this is this has been the best time of my day. Um, I want to just say. To all of you who are listening, please join me for another episode of Women's CEO in Reflection. This is Bridget L. Smith, CEO of Founder Pitch Week. I am officially signing off. I'm officially sending you so much good energy, so much good love, so much um, success and whatever, however you define success. I want all of that for you. So thank you so much for just racing us with your time today.
0: Thank you.